Hi guys, and welcome back to another exciting podcast. <laughs> the last one, as you no doubt heard, or if you were just blessed to hear it, um, probably put a fire in your soul, so that's good. Well, we want to continue on a little bit from where we left off last time when Kim was talking about diplomatic immunity. And when we consider that, and the scripture rightly calls us ambassadors, ambassadors of Christ. Well, an ambassador is the representation of a nation or a kingdom in another country. And so when we have the uh, United States Embassy in Grosvenor Square in London, that U.S. Embassy is sovereign soil to the U.S. The United Kingdom does not own it. And so any American citizen within the UK that needs to get out of the UK can just walk right through those US doors or onto that property and, com and be completely immune from all uh, UK laws. And so when, when we consider that we're kingdom ambassadors, mm -hmm. that God has given us the authority to rule and reign on planet Earth, the, the very sphere that, that we operate in, our very selves, we are sovereign territory for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so we function and operate in, in the kingdom ruling and reigning. That yes, we do abide by the laws of the land as, as we're asked to and pray for leaders, but it does not mean that we have to come under the dictatorship, we, that we don't have to come under the ruling forces of darkness or the manipulation that's going on because we rule and we reign as a kingdom ambassador as a, uh, from the kingdom of heaven. And so when we talk about that, there's another scripture that comes to mind in Romans 8 verse 19, and it says that the entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. And we've not, we, we've not presented ourselves as God's glorious sons and daughters because we've had that breaking where we've not completely understood who we are. And we mentioned last time about identity in Christ. We mentioned, we're talking right now about being kingdom ambassadors and diplomatic immunity. So when, we, when you begin to hear these words, you are functioning under the authority of another kingdom. And if we were to just pause and have you think about that for a second, it may just, it may make your head spin for a moment, but you carry greater rule, greater authority, and greater dominion than you can ever imagine. We've just not been taught this, and we've not really, well, not really, we failed to walk in it until now. Because now when the truth is known, we have no other recourse. We can't excuse ourselves and say, we didn't know that. So this day forward, we make a decision to walk in that rulership and in that power and in that authority. Mm -hmm. Ladies? No, I agree. The whole time you were talking, I was thinking, you know, when you're a, a diplomat and you represent a kingdom, there are rules that you have to um, have as a representation so that you don't completely botch up <laughs> that's right the 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 dealings that have been made between the kingdoms so it's not like you can walk into your boss and say 
I'm a kingdom diplomat and you're going <laughs> to give me a raise. <laughs> this is for spiritual um, authority. Yes. We don't use this against each other. Right? Correct. Like you don't, husband and wife don't say, listen, I'm a diplomat in the kingdom and you're not going to talk to me like that. You know, <laughs> we have to, you know, stop being so ridiculous and yeah. learn the simpleness of the truth. And that is, we don't fight, fight flesh and blood. Exactly. We fight principalities and powers. And when the Lord raises up a standard and we stand under it and hold our ground as diplomats, we're doing that in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. We're doing that to what is affecting the natural realm that we think is the enemy, but it's not. Yeah. Our enemy is in the unseen world exactly. and it manifests in the seen. And we think then that we have to speak to the seen world mm-hmm. as though we have this diplomatic power and stuff. It don't work like that. That's right. You're going to be looked at as a wacko and it's not going to work. You're going to cause offenses. And then people are going to, that's what Christianity is, that that who God is. And they're going to, you know, name yeah. you, you Plus, know, a cult or something like that. Plus you're going to lose your job. And there's going to be that. And so there are, it's it's not as complicated as religion wants you to make you, makes you to believe. But you also can't get ridiculous mm-hmm. with it. Um, once you learn your authority, you learn it for the purpose of taking territory for the kingdom, not personal gain or manipulations yes. or yeah. things like that. Um, but it's a spiritual authority because everything comes from there. Everything comes from there. And I think that's another thing people don't realize is when you get attacked either in your body or in your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, those are spiritual attacks on you mm-hmm. that you need to handle in that realm. Yeah. Um, and we've heard such complicated teachings on it that make it, that make it um, like you have to have somebody help you. But in reality, you just need to know who you are. Those things are unlawful and begin to speak the word back to them. And and you will see the change that you're standing and believing for. Yeah. Um, and I've shared this several times in the filling station when we did it um, in an actual building. But there was a time when I was going through a really hard time when I had said to the Lord... This is sink or swim time for me. It's sink or swim. I'm either going to really crash and burn poor badly or this is going to be the greatest miracle of all times. And when I said it's sink or swim, the Holy Spirit said to me, no, you're going to walk on water. And I didn't realize what that meant until about two years later mm-hmm. when somebody said to me, well, you know, the water is the word. And I was like, oh, yeah, the water is the word. And when times got tough, I had to take that literally, and I wrote scriptures out that pertain to that situation on individual pieces of paper and literally spread them out in my bedroom. And when times got tough, I went and I walked on them and I said them, and I brought the spiritual into the natural with me so that my mind would begin to be renewed with who I am, with that I am a diplomat, with that these things that are happening cannot stand, that I'm fighting it with the word. And you begin to see those things differently. But how simple is that? 
that all it was was writing scriptures on a piece of paper and walking on them and saying yeah. on them, and that's how I fought it in the spirit realm. And everything turned around, and everything was fine, and I won. Yes. And so when we talk about, you know, you're a, you're a diplomat in the spirit realm and things can't happen to you, you have to fight it there too, mm-hmm. and you fight it in, with the word. And that's what people don't understand. Yeah. And that's why they get on Facebook and say foolishness and all kinds of things. It's when you're home alone, you got to have a word that you are standing on as a diplomat and saying no further. You are not going any further than this in my health. You're not going any further in my finances. You're not going, I am taking this thing back. And you stand on the word, you walk on the word, and you walk this thing out until you have the victory that you need. Yeah. Being a diplomat, though, you... People have to understand that when when you are a diplomat working for a government, everything is provided for you. Yeah. Yep. Your clothes are provided for you. Your vehicle, if you have housing, if you have children, their schooling is paid for. You have you have a home to live in. Your bills are paid, and you really lack nothing. And that's really who you are. In a kingdom sense, as a kingdom ambassador, if you read the word in Matthew. You know, Jesus says, don't worry about what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink and what you're going to wear because all of these things are provided for you. And so many of us are in such a mindset that we have just yet to attain. We've yet to attain. Maybe maybe this year I'll make it. Maybe, you know, one day I'll hit that, that sweet spot when it's already yours. Right. You've just not been taught about it or you've been talked out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the scripture says people perish because of lack of knowledge. Right, and this is why the church itself has become very irrelevant because they just there's there's not the knowledge out there that people need to see transformation. Because let's face it, where we all live doesn't matter what community you live in and you love it. It needs to be transformed. Yep, absolutely. And the kingdom needs to be in your community and you need to see the streets empty without homeless people living in storefronts and under bridges and under overpasses and you don't need to see children and single moms living in their cars anymore and all of us can make a difference somewhere doing that it's just knowing where you're called Mm -hmm. and when you know where you're called and you know what you're supposed to be doing the resources will be there for you for your assignment And I pray that a lot for myself. And I just say, Lord, you know, this is what you've called me to do. And I'm calling on those resources that I need for this assignment because they already do belong to me and I need them to become. But even that's become more complicated. Well, how do you know your assignment? How do you know your assignment? That's a whole nother thing. It's so simple. It's just the passion in your heart. That's right. God gives you the desires of your heart, but mm-hmm. people don't want to make it that simple. They're waiting yeah. for a prophetic word. Right, right, right. <laughs> They're waiting for whatever. Or they had a prophetic word that is opposite of what's in their heart. So they're like, well, I better go with that. It's what's in your heart. It's what bothers you. It's what exactly. your passion. That's that's where you're called to be. And I love that you mentioned, you know, people perish for lack of knowledge. I've said it a thousand times. Anywhere you have lack, you're missing knowledge. Whether it's physical uh, mental, um, your finances, 
your relationships. Yeah. If you're having lack or loss or death in any of those areas, you are missing knowledge. And it's knowledge in the word. Yep. It's not knowledge online. It's not knowledge on WebMD. It's right. not put that away. <laughs> you have to get into the word. And that is where your knowledge will come from that will bring you yeah. more than enough more than a you know an overcomer comes from the word, not from the rest of it. Anywhere you have lack, you're missing knowledge. Period. It's exactly. very it's very simple. It's very simple. Things have been so overly complicated, like I said a couple of minutes ago. You never feel that you can attain. Right. Well, that comes from one of the standpoints that we really speak against on these podcasts is a religious spirit. Because religion has dumbed people's minds from the truth and that when we come into the full expression of the kingdom if there is a problem that exists in your life that you feel a compassion and a passion towards fixing then that very well could be an assignment that God has called you to be involved in you're the kingdom ambassador of that you're the kingdom ambassador because where there are issues and problems wherever they exist you have the authority to go into that sphere of influence and make a difference for the kingdom. You don't go in brandishing swords and you don't go in screaming and yelling at people, but you go in with an authority that takes over the atmosphere that has been manipulated by principalities and powers. And if, you know, if we can, if I could draw you a picture, I'd draw it this way. If you can Picture two people that have a problem in a certain area in their life and they keep looking to the world systems for an answer and they may be getting partial evidence of an answer to fix that problem, but it never really takes care of it. It just puts a Band-Aid on it. Then if they are Joe Citizen, they're not in the kingdom, then they continue to battle with these Band-Aids for the rest of their lives. But when someone comes into a relationship with the Lord, they enter into the kingdom. So a first world problem, they can bypass the second heaven where the principalities and powers rule and reign and access the third heaven, the kingdom of heaven, for an answer to that problem by bringing a solution to that area. And we forget these things. We forget that we have that capacity to connect with heaven as ambassadors, as children of God, as citizens of a kingdom, sons and daughters, not slaves and orphans, but sons and daughters. And we can take care of that issue because now we have authority over it and we bring a heaven solution to that problem. I just wanted to, you were talking, we were talking about spiritual warfare and you were talking about, you know, the heavens and all Mm -hmm. of that. And this is one of my favorite scriptures. Again, it's in Isaiah 14, 16 to 17. And it says, those who see you shall stare at you and ponder over you, saying, is this the man who made the earth to tremble and shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of its prisoners? And they're talking about the devil. This talks about, that's the scripture is about Satan. When we actually see him, when he is actually revealed, Isaiah lets us know that we will be in complete shock at how pathetic he is, how small he is, how ridiculous it was that we were even afraid of somebody as 
completely void of power unless yeah. we give him power he has none yeah and he's just a little punk and we're when we're running from this and we're thinking that these things have power over us exactly they don't they don't they don't in fact there are three separate scriptures that say that um um that god put the demons uh, the fallen angels in darkness, in chains. And I can tell you those scriptures. Um, so they're literally chained up in darkness right now, waiting for judgment. And people say, well, how come they're so active? Because there's darkness all over the earth. That's right. Exactly. They're running in darkness. They can't run in the light. They can't affect yes. us in the light, but they can affect us in darkness. So those areas where we tinker around in darkness, they can come yep. at us, but they are literally chained in darkness. Mm. And we're afraid of them. I know it. We're afraid of them. They're chained waiting for punishment. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I feel some demonic activity, I'll start laughing at them and saying, I'm going to be at your your sentencing. <laughs> yes. You little punk. I hope your chain is good today. <laughs> yes. And, and I will exactly. talk to them today because literally Isaiah says, the devil, when we see him, he's not what Hollywood represents him as. Right. Yeah. As he's this, you know, glamour God right. who has all these authorities and powers. We give him power through our mind, through our yep. thoughts our actions but in reality when we see him he's gonna be like tattoo from fantasy island or something everyone's gonna be like what i was afraid of tattoo what's going on we yeah. have got to get a perspective of who our enemy is and who we are exactly who we are and the authority we have now, i'm not saying that they haven't accumulated a lot of strategies but none yeah. of them change they're all the same strategies yep and that people haven't given them power. They have. Yes. But even with all of that, we still have more power mm -hmm. over them. All they can do is roar as a lion. And a lion can roar pretty loud. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not a lion. Exactly. And they're all mouth and all talk. So there's so many things that we have to get perspectives of that will help us be able to... Yeah. That will help us be able to um, to be the diplomats on this earth and taking territory. Is that a scripture you want to read? Or I was the one you're looking for in Jude. Yeah, it's in Jude. Verse 6, about uh -huh. them being bound in chains. That That's one of them. You want to read it? Yeah, it's uh, the Passion Translation. Jude in, 1, 6, that is, right? Yeah, in the same way, they were heavenly messengers in rebellion who went outside their rightful domain of authority and abandoned their appointed realms. God bound them in everlasting chains and is keeping them in the dark abyss of the netherworld until the judgment of the great day. He Everlasting chains. Yes. They're still chained. They're still chained up. They're still chained. Yeah. They just have access in darkness. Yep. And unfortunately, the light, the church... It's been a little dim. <laughs> we need to be on LED lights. <laughs> right. And they've gotten some territory. Yeah. yeah. But this is where we have to come back. It's also mentioned in 2 Peter 2, 4 and Revelation 21 through 3. Mm. Um, and then there's other mentions of it. Um, Ephesians 6, 12. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, principalities, rulers, spirits, and heavenly place. Okay. Romans 7 says sin is a shackle. Yeah. Which I find fascinating that it's 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 uh you the word shackle is used when demons are shackled. Yeah. 
It's like we're shackled to them in darkness when we're Mm. in sin. Yeah. Um, And then Isaiah talks about um, darkness covers the earth. We're surrounded and interact with darkness every day. But we are the light. We must be the opposite of what darkness is in order to be the light. So there's, you know... You can't make a point theologically sound if there's not three separate references of it in the Bible. Hmm. That's just Theology 101. If there's not three separate references in the Bible for something, it cannot be a tenet of a faith. So the fact that there's three separate scriptures, not the same story, three separate references to the same thing about demons being shackled tells us that it's current and active today. And wow. that's what we're dealing with. I learned something. Shackled demons in darkness. Wow. And yet we're afraid. We're and yet afraid. we think we can't speak. And we can't, you know, well, I could never be a, you know, a kingdom diplomat. Why? Your enemy is in darkness in shackles ruled by tattoo from Fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've really got to get a better grip on this thing. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a fight. It is a fight. That's why we have armor. Yeah. But we've got to shift our perspective mm-hmm. and begin to focus on what the Word says the battle is about, not about what the world says exactly. or our thoughts or, or even our families yeah. are saying the, the, the uh, fight is about. Yeah. Exactly. The whole premise of everything that we talk about in the filling station, all circles around, or the nucleus of it is identity. Mm-hmm. That is, That was the first thing that the enemy tried to attack Jesus of yep. in the wilderness. He yep. questioned his identity. Three times. Three times. And so don't you think that is going to be the main target of the principalities and powers? That they are going to try and manipulate your mind to think you thinking that you are just a low life, and you know sometimes we come up with scriptures to support that. Yeah. That woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips, and all this kind of stuff. You know, and it's like, you know, we have to stop. We stop with a pity party, feeling sorry for ourselves, condemning ourselves, because we function as kingdom ambassadors with greater authority that we have that power in rulership Absolutely. and reigning. Yeah. And why are we not taught this? We're not taught about the kingdom. And, you know, you, if you don't hear it from your pulpit, I suggest that you, one of our resources that has been very impactful in our lives is listening to Miles Monroe. Mm-hmm. If you listen to this gentleman talk about the kingdom, mm-hmm. it will reshape your thinking for the betterment. And so please avail yourself to that resource. He's a phenomenal man, no longer with us, sad to say. And that's spelled M-Y-L-E-S. M-Y-L-E-S. And M-U-N-R-O-E. That's yeah. correct. All over YouTube. All over YouTube. Please, please go find him. He will bless, he will bless your socks off. Sharon, you got anything? Open your eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has been very eye-opening to us, and we've been listening and becoming students of that ourselves and trying to learn these concepts ourselves to be able to teach to teach others because there as we've said there's been such a lack so we just trust that as we build these podcasts and we have a greater library for people to listen to through filling station that they will be equipped and learn who they are so that they can do what they're supposed to do yeah I mean, we're going to be having many more conversations like this. Uh, Kim has a phenomenal series on identity that she has gleaned from phenomenal resources that she's given her life towards really studying. 
And like I said, most of us have been saved 30 plus years and more. And these are some of the things that when we listened to what Kim had to say in her teachings, we never even knew. And I'm supposed to be, well, I do have papers that tell me I'm a reverend. <laughs> and how, how does that make me feel? I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I could say a not so nice word right now, but I'm not going to because we want to keep these podcasts PG. But, you know, we are, we are a lack of knowledge. Yeah. We do perish because we walk around without knowing the truth. Yeah. Truth is in our identity in Christ, our identity in the kingdom, our identity as ambassadors, knowing the authority that we walk in, mm-hmm. walk in and the assignment that we've been called to. Listen, we can pray for a lot of things, mm-hmm. but when you are called to a specific assignment, you are supposed to be embedded within that profession, within mm-hmm. that career within that business, whatever it may be, because that's where you make the greater effect. You know, we can pray for our presidents and our governors and our cities, but if you are called to a specific arena, you need to find yourself actively engaged with inside that realm. That's right. Because that's where you make the most difference. That's where you have the backing of individuals in the church that can be praying for you and interceding for you as you are embedded within Babylon. And, you know, whether it be in the political arena, the arts and entertainment, media and communication, whether you run your own business, you need to be influenced far greater by knowing that God is before you and your authority and not bowing and being manipulated by all the wicked or irrelevant activity that's trying to bring you down. Mm -hmm. You have false multipliers. You have people backing you. And that should be the, uh, one of the positions of the church. Mm-hmm. If you are going into these systems in the world, the ministry, the leadership should adopt the policy of interceding and praying for you as an individual because you do have a, sp- a specific assignment and you must be actively engaged in that to make a difference. You can't stay outside of the realm of Babylon and hope to change it because you complain about it and you say, well, why don't they do this when you have a heart towards it, but you're outside of the camp. You have to be inside to make a difference. And God has called you to do that. The assignment is rich on your life. Stop trying to bury it or stop trying to put it on somebody else to do because you're afraid of failure and that you're not good enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're here today to tell you, not only are you good enough for it, you have the authority to be involved in it. So take that and be impactful as you go to work tomorrow or as you begin to redefine who you are in Christ, your position in the kingdom of heaven, and your assignment in the uh, sphere of influence that you're called to. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that amen means that we're finishing up this next podcast. We'll be back again. We will be back with more. Like it or not. Like it or not. But we appreciate you listening. Like, subscribe, tell others. Share. And share. Do what you need to do. Get the word out. We're a movement. We're a tribe. Filling station. The Filling Station on Facebook. (laughs) So bless you. We're for you, not against you. Amen. Take care. Bye-bye.
We would all like to take the time to thank you for listening to this podcast today. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future podcasts. You can also reach us on our Facebook page, The Filling Station. You can connect with us there, you can message us, and we'll get back to you with any information that you need. Thanks again, guys. Take care.